I think I remember that. That's Bill Huggins from a couple years ago, right? Was uh, it Bob Huggins. What I say, Bill Bill Huggins, <laughs> Bob Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> I uh, I am the curious. Calm demeanor, which he says, it is the best. I am curious, OU fans. Would you rather your coach outright say that you suck, or would you rather hear? Which one? Oh man! Which How, one? Look at that! Which one? I might prefer this one. At least he's being <laughs> honest. It's almost like a like a pastor on a Sunday morning like sermon, right? The, we suck. It's just so perfect the way he says that. That's, you think pastors tell well, I'm, the no, congregation I'm saying that they like, suck? No, I'm saying his voice. Oh. How like calm and <laughs> I don't know what so church funny. you went to, but I grew up in an Assembly of God church. Were they there screaming was, and yelling? There was it was crazy up in there, man. It was like an SEC game going to church every Sunday. <laughs> it was kind of awesome, to be honest with you. Uh, you guys challenged for that decibel level yeah. every every weekend. Yeah, it was it was, it was a little AM game. We'd sway somewhere. Uh, Halfway through the message, it was it was a lot of fun. Shout out to Larry Hatfield. Oh man! And then every now and then, someone would scream from the back, "Stop the ball! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Run the dang ball, Lincoln!" <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, that's great. Um, hey, I was listening to a bit of uh, you and Parker Thune Uh-oh. on the never, way in. It's never a good idea. Uh, why? And I get it. I, I mean, I get some of it, but is it a hard no on the uh, Kamar Wheaton kid, Dude, Alabama? It's not even a. Yeah, it's it's the hardest no of all time. Is really? What it is. Yeah, come on, and don't act like you're like, well, he's a good player. Why wouldn't they want him here? <laughs> there is no way. So you're telling me he's not a good player. I, he, I'm sure he's a fine player, Teddy, but you know what? You can find good running back play, and the the headache ain't worth it. And especially with how Brent Venables is running the program right now, um, the headache ain't worth it. Ca- Caleb Williams, that headache apparently wasn't even worth it. And if the Caleb Williams wasn't worth it, then Kamar Wheaton's not going to be worth it either. What if Kamar Wheaton said... Listen, the reason my recruitment was so weird was because I really wanted to come to OU, but I just didn't like or trust Lincoln Riley. Then they would build a <laughs> statue. His statue would be on campus before Baker or Kyler's. That, would that actually change everything? Actually, put the sod over there. Yeah, it, it actually would. That's yeah. how he should go about things. I don't know. I'm 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 interested in. I don't know that Oklahoma even has any interest in the kid. Five star back out of. Uh, out of Texas, and you know, we were supposedly in on him to the end, and then it sounded like he just kind of ghosted a bunch of people and ended up at Alabama. And a year later, he's into the transfer portal. You know, it's interesting because we've got a obviously a regime change, but the running back coach has remained the same, and we now have a coach that, um, I would think has a, a little bit of does was Valai have any was there any carryover between those two guys was there any crossover or was Valai gone already from Alabama or was he there with Kamar yeah he was gone right uh I mean he was only there one year right Jay right. Valai at Alabama I, that's so. what I'm, I'm wondering 
So I, was I mean, he was on the staff last year, and Kamar Wheaton was there. If, right. I mean, if that's if that's what you're asking, I'm just wondering if he has any knowledge of of the kid, or like, and knows after seeing him on campus for a bit, if if like it's a legit. No, we don't want to go there. Yeah, I mean, it is it is an interesting situation. Like, there are some position groups right now where OU is very open to taking a guy via the portal, offensive line. Clearly is one of those. They've, right. they've done it, you know, multiple times this offseason. Um, you know, maybe wide receiver is one of those positions. I just don't know necessarily, and not that you're returning, you know, 2,000-yard rushers or anything like that. Right. But I would venture to guess that they feel okay about where they're at right now with the running back spot. Not, I, it's not like viewed as a perfect but I don't think that they're in some mode of desperation there. I, I agree with you there. And I also would guess that, if they, they're in in all. Everyone has has said that they really like the kids that they've brought in. I believe that um, everyone thinks very highly of the kids that they've brought in. Um, we've got a couple of guys that are still on campus that have high ceilings, in my opinion. But I think Oklahoma would be in the market for a transfer running back. If it was an experienced guy with a proven track record, right? right? Yeah. Not with, not no, a, with no baggage. Exactly. If you have not a question mark. If you have baggage right now, I I, I feel like it doesn't really matter how good of a player you are. Um, good luck trying to get into this program right now. Yeah. Good good luck. I just I really we talked about it, but I feel like they will they are willing to go in another direction just to really establish their culture and their identity. It's not like the cupboard is so bare right now that they're desperate anyone. Like they, they view it as the, the cupboard looks pretty good. Like with this group that they have right now, they can definitely go win the Big Twelve next year. They'll probably be the best team in the conference. So they're not gonna sacrifice, you know, all of that just for one kid. Right. And I I, I stand with them on, on these decisions. If they say no thanks on Kamar Wheaton, I I stand right beside them with that. Right. Um now, I did see something today that I I thought was I, it was it was kind of funny. It it was it was interesting and I thought this would be for sure something that the um the fan base would would jump on. Ranking the the top coaching staffs, the changes. Did you see that where um Oklahoma got what an A? Only behind Florida, I believe, and USC got wow, a Wow, everyone's sure <laughs> singing a different tune now after a month. I Golly, know. a month ago, back in December, it was like, well, I give OU a C-plus on their hire, Brent Venables. It was pretty average. I don't know what's happened. Maybe they were also mesmerized about what he said at the basketball game on Saturday, but <laughs> everyone now is like, yeah, no, it's a great hire. Where were you people 30 days ago? Um, now I am biased. I don't think the Napier hire to Florida is better than the Venables hire to Oklahoma, but you know, uh, I, like I said, there's some bias going on there, but I was shocked that someone actually rated USC a B with the coaching staff change that they got, right? With all of the, the talk and how big of a deal that was and how great, it was going to be for USC. I was I, when I looked at the article, I just 
eye roll, whatever you want to say, before I even clicked on it, I was like, oh my God, here we go. I know where this is going. Shocked that they had that as a B. I know. Now, it's the whole it's the whole staff, um, not just the head coach, so they're, they're grading the whole staff, but... I still I was I was shocked by that and um I thought it was at least nice to see Oklahoma getting some credit for the staff that they've put together. Pretty cool. The best thing I've seen today is there's an OU football tweet out um, on the OU football Twitter account. It says the best home field advantage in college football, and there's a graphic of the stadium. It says 140 consecutive sellouts. Someone quote tweeted it and said, uh, that'd be 141 consecutive sellouts if you count Lincoln Riley. <laughs> Let's That's go. Pretty good. I like that. It's pretty good. No, I. It just. It is kind of annoying, though. To be honest with you, like, is it nice to see OU get the credit that they deserve for this hire? Sure, but at the same time, I wanted the narrative to continue into this offseason that OU made a very average hire at head coach, right? And then the entirety of the national media to be like, "Whoa, you mean they went eleven and one and won the Big Twelve with with the defensive coordinator hire?" Dang, we had no idea it was going to work out this well, huh? <laughs> so it is kind of annoying that it, it took everyone a few weeks, but now they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we're morons. It was, it was actually a good hire. Well, even if they hadn't changed or, or whatever and graded it uh, really high, there would have been a selective memory on what exactly they said about the, uh, the upcoming season in Oklahoma's chances but no i i thought it was great uh an a billy napier and florida staff got an a plus i don't i don't know how when you're talking about adding a bunch of guys from you know i i mean louisiana's is a good program and i don't want to diminish what they did there but I don't know how you can grade a bunch of guys, and not all of them are coming from Louisiana, but a, a big portion of that staff are coming from Louisiana. I was I was still shocked that that was graded above well, Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I, there's no substance to it other than well, he won a lot at Louisiana. He won ten games there, you know, once, twice, whatever. Uh, imagine what he's going to be able to do at Florida. Yeah, it doesn't always work out that way. Florida, golly, man, they've seemingly had more bust at head coach than just about any of the major programs that have been out there. He seems he seems like maybe the the most put together that they've had over this little stretch. Right? He he's not a he's he's not a guy that is going to say crazy stuff or do wild things like or hump a shark. Like hump a shark uh, in naked. the uh, Gulf of Mexico, naked. Did uh, naked? Did you see that? I, there was a special on that. On there's a special on him humping the shark naked. No, I yes, I, I, Teddy. Even I didn't watch I that. I think was it a? It may have been a a barstool guy or something. But he went up to Central because he's at Central Michigan now. And interviewed a bunch of people and, and brought in the guy that says it was him. It's like some police detective from <laughs> from somewhere in New York or something. It's pretty funny. Oh my gosh. Pretty funny little little uh guy, scene they if put you together. haven't seen that before, do not do not Google Jim McElwain <laughs> naked shark. It's not something that you want to see. <laughs> it's pretty funny though that a lot of cellulite going on there with whoever that is. That story 
somehow turned into him losing his job at Florida in a weird way. It was so- <laughs> well because he like uh, then he said he was being threatened after that, and they and he proved that it right? wasn't true. Yeah, that was a weird deal. Uh, text line with Alex Grinch's speed defense coming in. USC was lucky to get a B. Dang, um, still arrows yeah. coming into Alex Grinch too. I don't know. I I like personally what the the defensive staff did here. And you have to remember that it's it's hard to build an elite defense under uh, you know an offensive head coach that's you know maybe not giving you everything you need. Um, the philosophy in the program is a little bit different. The philosophy and culture in the program is a little bit different than what you would really consider most places that play elite defenses. I mean, rarely. And I'm not saying it's across the board, but most places that play really elite level defense are like really discipline oriented programs and cultures. Uh, it's just kind of the way it, it, it's usually done on the defensive side. It's it's usually not as much flash, and it, it was a little bit different here. And it's hard to hard to build an elite level defense under that, in my opinion. If Kamar Wheaton wants to come to OU, I think it would be Demarco's call. If he has baggage, let him grab a ride on the flatbed pulling Carl's Land Rover out of town. Well, Carl's <laughs> Land Rover's been out of town for a few days. He he missed that ride. I'm I am shocked, frankly, that. There wasn't somebody from around here that didn't follow that trailer oh, out of town to see where it was going. We track every single flight that's in and out of Norman these days. I know. Shocked that we didn't have a Land Rover tracker somehow. Someone walk up and put some type of GPS uh, tracking device on there. Shocked by that. Yeah. But maybe someone did, and we just haven't heard from it yet. So, uh, By the way, it is Jukebox Wednesday. You Ooh. guys know the rules. Uh, send in your song submissions to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Uh, just the songs that you submit, make sure they don't suck. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of a big deal. And as we've learned, anytime you suggest something, about 60% of the people out there will think it sucks, uh-huh. right? Yeah, no. I, higher than that for me. Uh, maybe you, it's only 60. All right. Let's hit a quick break. Matchbox 20 music Woo! coming up on the other side. Uh, hit us on the text line, 651-3439. Stay tuned. Jukebox Wednesday on the rush. Playing your song submissions all show long, for better or for worse. Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. This is from OU Architect. Uh, this is in huh. This is in honor of uh, new QB1. Island legend Don Ho. So, tiny bubbles. What are you giving it on the 10 scale? Huh. Um, not as low as you'd think. I'll give it a I'll give it a four out of ten. Oh dude, you're you're sucking up. There's nothing about this that makes me think that you would like it. 
Well, I don't like champagne, and I'm guessing that's what the tiny bubbles is, right? Uh, yeah. He's making a toast. Why don't you like champagne? Headache. I don't get headaches off champagne. You don't get headaches off champagne? Uh-uh. I might get <sighs> headache off of eight grounded Cokes, but not champagne. Really? I wonder if it's just because of any time I've had champagne, there's been a lot of other things involved. Exactly. Yeah. You never had a straight champagne night. It's been kind of a, it's think been kind so. of a mixer in there. Yeah, that's probably true. But still, uh, when I think champagne, I think headache. And if you can drink a bunch of champagne and not have a headache, that, my friend, is a superpower. You want me to make you really worried about this OU basketball game tonight? I don't think you have to make me really worried about, but go <laughs> Even ahead. Even more worried about this okay. game tonight. Um, ESPN Basketball Power Index. You know what chance they give West Virginia to win tonight? Please say 69%. 69.5%. Oh, no. Yeah. Feel terrible huh. about it now, don't you? I I don't know. That could mean a good good thing for OU. You know, it could mean a good thing. <laughs> I just hope they don't have to score sixty nine points to win this game tonight. That might be pretty tough for these guys. I'll have to think about it more, but I do think OU is going to get the win. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, okay, it's going to be tight, but I do think they get the win, sixty nine, sixty seven. Uh, Two-point victory in Morganton. What is up with you this week? What are you talking about? Golly, like yesterday, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Britt Vittable's going to win a national championship at OU. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably no, going to happen sooner rather than that's later. That's not what I said. I said I'd be shocked if they <laughs> don't. <laughs> okay, thank you for correcting me. I'd be, yeah, yeah, I'd be shocked if they don't win one here. Right. And then, oh, magically, this team who is turning it over 25 times and can't score. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're going out to West Virginia and winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's just okay. an early prediction that could change before the end of the show if you drop a couple of nuggets in there like you just did. Like, the the thing that's swung me in the Sooners' favor right now is that 69% chance for West Virginia. It's a bad sign for them. Good for us. Yeah, West Virginia minus two and a half tonight. Uh, huge game. Uh, Parker says this is a must win. You agree? It feels they're in a pretty interesting spot. Uh, Lenardi had him at a ten seed, I think, on Monday. So you can use that as a as a basis for your prediction. Man, is it a must win? It. I, I'm not going to say it's a must win, but we're starting to dance in that territory uh, really quickly. Well, I mean, yeah, they're in a 10 seed. I mean, they're they're getting pretty close to the bubble here. Yeah. And, and with a road game at the number one team in the country looming, right. it's, you know, you go 0-2 this week, then you'll really be dancing towards it. That's the, that's the bigger thing here is you've got what you've got out of your next four games – you really need to win three of them. And in order to do that, you're most likely going to have to win tonight because they've got at West Virginia uh, tonight, then they're going at Auburn on Saturday, home against TCU at Oklahoma State. And none of those games are going to be easy, but 
That's the easiest it's going to get until the end of the year, pretty much. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm curious, text line, uh, 651-3439. I am curious, OU fans, how locked in you are to this basketball season. So let us know here. Like, are you, like, super locked in, watching every game, trying to go to games, all that, casually watching, don't care anymore, I'm just interested how you feel. I'm, I'm still locked in, but I feel like I love college basketball more than the regular sports fan. Some mm-hmm. people prefer NBA, uh, not to me, I much prefer college basketball. So I'm still very much locked in here. It, I'm, I'm, you want to talk about not being locked into something, that is me and the NBA. I haven't seen, heard, cared about anything with the NBA Why in would a you? long time. Why would you? What's there to care about right now? Nothing. Seriously, Nothing. What, what's there? I what's there to care about right now? Nothing. I I I don't. I don't know. I wonder how it's doing nationally. Like around here, obviously, with the Thunder being when the Thunder was really good in contention, championship contention. A lot of people around here were following it really hardcore. Now, now, it's obviously fallen off big around here, but I wonder, it seems like a lot of the national storylines have kind of fallen off as well. Yeah, you you go out to a restaurant now, and the game's on, and it's background noise. You know, everyone else is talking like, oh, the Thunder on, okay, whatever, who cares? (laughs) I didn't realize they still had a team. It might as well be uh, on TBS or TNT or something like that, airing some random old movie. Yeah. Kendall says, um, it's time to put Porter on the hot seat, but I'm still locked in. Not locked in at all. Check scores and that's it. Totally locked in on OU basketball. Dang. I can't. I'm a huge college basketball nut. Follow it closely and I'm all locked in with OU basketball men and women like that. Yeah. Waiting on softball. Does that answer your question? Yes. Waiting on softball. This is the most fun I've had watching OU basketball this year than in previous years. Okay, good. I I like that, guys. Thank you. I think it is. I like to hear that. I think it is entertaining to watch just because it's different, you know. And anytime it's different, you've got you've got a new coach, you got a new staff, you got new players out there, and you know, even though they're on a four game losing streak, they've lost five out of their last six. They there still seems to be some good positive energy around it. I feel like it's a bit of a honeymoon phase right now for Porter Moser. If this was going on under if if Lon Kruger was still here, we would have you know people would be really upset. So he's getting the benefit of the doubt right now and because they had to throw together a team uh basically created out of the transfer portal which is not easy to do. So I think a lot of people kind of understand where we're at with this group. And he's he's really been hitting the ground running on the recruiting stuff. It's a huge emphasis for him. I, I think that I think people understand at least right now that it's gonna be a bit of a process. He's no Lane Kiffin. You don't have to question his effort on a daily basis. You know, the wins aren't necessarily coming right now, but I don't think no one has a doubt that he's trying his absolute best to resolve the issues that's going on right now. At least I think that way. Like, Porter seems like a, a grinder to me. I agree. He works extremely hard. Like, I don't, I don't question his work ethic one bit. You do not want, on, when you're on a four-game losing streak, 
You do not want three out of your next four to be on the road, especially if one of those is to the number one team in the country. But what do you think? Do you agree like this This next four games? I said they need to win three out of those four. Do you agree with that? Um, I mean, need and will are two different agree. things right there. But totally need, agree. Need, sure. Well, I, okay. It, where do they need to get to? If they need to get to the NCAA tournament, then you probably only need to win two out of those four. Like, but if you need to get to the Sweet 16 this year, then, yeah, you've got to set yourself up better for a better seed in the tournament to, to get to the round of 16. If they're a 500 conference team, that will get them into the tournament, right? Uh, they, they should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this league, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because they're 2-5 they're and five in conference right now. And... That that's because of the, the the four straight conference losses. That's 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 tough. But your next three conference games at West Virginia, TCU at home, at Oklahoma State, you're capable of winning all of those games. Yeah, I mean that's kind of that's your group right now with where you are in conference. Like that's those are your. Teams on your level level field. Blaine says eight and ten in the league should get them in. Jake from Minnesota. I don't care about that wuss sport basketball. I'm locked into Oklahoma wrestling. Rest in peace, Dave Schultz. Not yeah. engaged in basketball, but I never am. I'm a football guy, and I'll watch the tournament. Put Porter on the hot seat. Someone throat punched that idiot. <laughs> OU Mitchell says there's a lot of NCAA tournament teams that would have be one through five. That would be one through five this last stretch of the schedule. I agree. Uh, hard to lock in when college basketball is a carousel of players year after year. Fair. Yeah, there's no doubt. Our last six games, we've played the number one team in the country, the number eleven team in the country, the number twenty one team in the country. Unranked, number seven, and number five. Sean says locked in for Moser. His team off to best first-year start besides 1995 Samson since the 70s. Hmm. So, okay, like there's, yeah. a, there's a decent amount of um, still support there. And it showed up on Saturday at the game. Right. I, there, there, was, there was butts and seats. You there's, know how it goes, though. There's a lot of support right now. There's a lot of people that are watching. There's a lot of people that are – I bought in, interested, but you can't continue a losing streak and expect that interest to hang I, around. I know, and that's why to. Saturday was such a bummer that not only did they lose, but they lost in the fashion that they did, turning it over 25 times. That was really their opportunity. If they would have played an exciting game and beat Baylor, a lot of those people come back. And maybe they will anyway. I don't know. But, you know, you're – it's, it's obvious. You're less likely to attract that type of crowd when you get it and you don't have your best performance. You don't put your best foot forward. So that, more than anything, other than the loss, was disappointing to me. Like, dang, this was a really good opportunity and you didn't necessarily show out. The, the real issue right now is clearly turnovers. And when you turn the ball over, it's going to be hard to score, but... Even when we don't turn it over, we are we are very offensively limited right now. So every game, even the ones you are going to win down the stretch, most likely going to be grinders. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, offense is not it's not coming easy right now. Seven o'clock though on ESPN two, huge win. Let's cut down on the turnovers, please. Hey, um, 
Carl Williams. There's a oh. lot of Instagram stories coming out there about his son. Really? You see the uh, now. Hang on. When you say coming out about his son, does that mean that his son is putting him out, or like there's other people putting him out? Both. Okay. So someone texted us a picture on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and it's a picture of Caleb Williams. It sounds like he was in Madison when this picture was taken. Mm-hmm. I can't read exactly what the hat he was wearing says, but it's probably Rodney Carrington's most favorite or most famous song, Something in Beer. You know that song by <laughs> Rodney Carrington? <laughs> that's no. that's what the hat says okay no but i'm guessing i think i think i know what it is yeah it's a body part yeah. and then the uh, beer yeah that's funny uh interesting interesting are you buying the caleb williams to wisconsin i on my fake crystal ball that i have in front of me since mm-hmm. everyone else can crystal ball things i'm crystal balling caleb williams to wisconsin 69% chance? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he also put out a, uh Instagram story of some random dude holding up a sign that says, stop giving a blank what other people think. Yeah. It's good. Real original there, Caleb. It's good mm-hmm. advice. It's good advice. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's interesting, man. It, the, the Wisconsin thing is really interesting. There's, there's some ties there. There is definitely interest on both sides, and I believe that would be a total game changer for Wisconsin. Total game changer. Now it just depends. Uh, is is he going to fit the culture there? Because it's going to be something totally different than than what he's used to, even around Oklahoma. Now Oklahoma's culture would have been totally different, you know, for him under the new regime, but. That is – it's interesting because Wisconsin is not a NIL place. No. At you least know? it we don't hasn't think been. that it is. It hasn't been. But whenever all of a sudden maybe you have a chance at Caleb Williams, you know, they may be scrapping something together really quickly. But um, it's interesting. You you look at the, the offense there, and it's – the conversation's been all about – you know, development for the NFL. If if you have a comp for him in the NFL, you may say it's Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Paul Christ uh, was there to develop Russell Wilson for the NFL. So there's definitely something to at least think about or look at whenever it comes oh, to that. God, so. they'll be spouting that off if they pick Wisconsin, right? See? We told you it was about development. Look what he did with Russell Wilson. See? Mm-hmm. Told you guys it was about development all along. Okay. It's, it's wild. It, that that whole situation is wild. And obviously, I, I guess there's a there's a tie-in with what one of the coaches that's going to be there um, – so, yeah, I don't know. It's- uh, look, we're all ready for this thing to be over. I think I speak for everyone on that. I do wonder if OU fans would adamantly root against Wisconsin next football season if that's where he ends up. I have a feeling the answer to that would be yes, but not as intently as if he would have went out west to USC. I actually think, for me anyways, personally – this is maybe the only place in the country where I would root for him. Now, maybe UCLA too, 
just to just to try and throw a I don't know uh, just to throw everything off out there in the in the Pac-12. But if if he goes to Wisconsin and he's got several years of eligibility, that could totally take like our competition in the in the Big Ten is Michigan and Ohio State. That's it, right? And this could this could be a power change in the in the Big Ten. Is it going to knock Ohio State off? No, but it's going to slow them down, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think it could end up being great for OU because hey, he is a draw, no doubt about it. Maybe they're in more big noon slots, meaning less eleven a.m. games oh, for OU. Look at you. Huh? About that, huh. or uh, two thirty kickoffs potentially if old Carl goes up there to Madison. Pretty, Just saying. Pretty smart by you putting all of those little uh, it's what I details together. You know? Smart. Pretty savvy. Yeah. Caleb Williams to Wisconsin. No more big noon kickoffs. Uh, poor Bob's going to have to be going to Madison nonstop to oh, watch God, Caleb Williams. Oh, God, and Brady though. Quinn will be drooling all over him. Oh, this kid, <laughs> he's going to change the Big Ten forever, probably. <laughs> Give me a break. Fascinating. Of all of the places that have been discussed from the beginning, Oklahoma, Georgia, Louisiana State, Southern Cal, Wisconsin, the place that he ultimately ends up, fascinating. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on next. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. Jukebox Wednesday submission. Uh, someone is dedicating this to Carl Williams. Bye, 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 NSYNC. I could see them driving down the road in their Land Rover listening to NSYNC. What do you think? Wouldn't shock me. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, man. I got to tell you, we've been through some really strange eras musically in this country. The boy band phase has to be the worst, right? I don't think so. I think currently what we're in is the worst. I would take boy band era any day over Biebs, over Cardi B, and the rest of the crap that they're putting yeah, out right now. Maybe that's I'm not true. saying the boy band ranks high at all. It's it's low for sure, but it's better than this crap today, dude. Well, the thing about today's music is I feel like Everyone has not everyone. Obviously, there's still um, different. There's 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 genres out there, but in order to get like airtime and noticed, 
everyone has kind of ended up in the same exact groove. Like everything kind of fits into yeah. one size fits all. There's no like country no like genres everything anymore. is yeah, it's, it's all, all pop. Right. So I agree with you on that. But uh the boy band was definitely a genre and it was definitely terrible. It made the skating rink a whole lot of fun though. <laughs> is that the positive of it? It might be. Hey, I tried to warn you guys, by the way. Someone texted in and said, Guys, somehow I completely missed the Jim McElwain shark thing when it happened. I Googled it, and now my retinas are burned. <laughs> WTH. I told you not to look it up. Yeah. But I guess when you tell someone, whatever you do, don't look this up, the exact opposite's going to happen. That's true. I, um, man, I can't believe, I can't believe that, that, Someone missed that. I'm trying to think of how, because it was a huge deal, like a huge thing. But that's funny. Um, it, go down the rabbit hole in that whole situation. It's pretty funny. Hey, 2022 um, is changing the way that we get information out about the program. And it seems like any and every way right now we're hearing about how the tough, how tough the workouts are at OU. Someone, and someone can tell me exactly who it was, Posted a Snapchat conversation, like it took a screenshot of a Snapchat conversation yeah. with offensive lineman Andrew Rame. Um, they asked, How were the workouts? Can you tell a difference in atmosphere with Schmitty and Wiley? Andrew said, Um, what? This is a complete 180. Our first day in the weight room yesterday was nothing like I've ever done here before. <laughs> so we're breaking like what it's like in workouts via Snapchat now. I don't hate it, it's just a different way to go about things. Right. No, that's um that's crazy. I wish It's funny because whenever Schmidt's been there for, you know, an extended period of time, you get this um you're 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 kind of pre-prepped on what's about to happen to you, right? From the guys that have been there. It's like you better get your mind right. Uh, don't screw up or we're all going to pay for it. Just keep your mouth shut, <laughs> finish everything that you're supposed to, make your times, and we'll all make it out of this thing alive. How's it? But you, when everyone goes in not knowing what to expect, yeah. I imagine it's just chaos. Yeah. Is it is it chaos up there right now? Is it a bloodbath or are they, they handle it pretty well? I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, clearly, some guys are going to handle it better than others, but – it's gonna. They're gonna slowly bring them up to speed, so to speak. It's it's gonna be very very difficult. There's no doubt. It's always very difficult, no matter how in shape and prepped you are for it. But like, it, it's he's not just gonna go in there and slaughter the entire group to where nobody can make it, and they're constantly in a in a like a, a system of everyone getting recycled and having to come back and everyone's getting punished. And it's just like that ends up not doing anyone a whole right. lot of good. Well, so you've got to, you got to, the bar will be set fairly low to where about 75% of the guys can make it. And the other guys are like just swimming to stay alive. And then as more guys, like that's always going to end up being the bar and it'll always be raised to, to where, You've got most of the guys are going to be able to make it. It's going to be brutal, but they'll be able to somehow make it. And 
the others won't. Yeah, the tone up there right now is like, oh my gosh, this is the toughest thing I've ever been a part of. But what you're saying, yeah, it's going to get turned up even more. Like, this isn't as hard as it gets on January 26th. February 26th and January 26th are going to look massively different. So if they think that it's tough right now, buddy, uh, buckle in. And buckle the, in. the amount of volume that everyone's going to be able to do is going to go up dramatically whenever i first got to ou that first summer it was it was hell on earth and you know it was it was difficult for anyone to make it but by the time i was into my last summer the amount of we were doing like four times the amount of stuff and all the times were way lower but the guy but people were were making it It so you'll be able to change your volume pretty substantially all right quick time out we'll wrap up our number one next Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush. Someone requested Shizm by Tool because they're trying to suck up to Teddy since he's going to the Tool concert on Sunday. Is it working, by the way? Yes. It is working? Good to hear. Yes, it's working. Um, great request. Fantastic song. Cannot wait for the concerto. It's going to be awesome. Is it really going to snow tonight, by the way? Not that that has anything to do with what we're talking well, about, but... It may snow tonight. It hasn't snowed this afternoon as predicted, so I, I don't know if it just means we're getting a later arrival or if we missed on this whole thing. Yeah. Don't Everyone know. keeps saying they wish the Caleb Williams thing would just be over. It is over! He's gone! Oh, you fans keep dragging the subject back up over and over. Yeah, we're probably not helping out with that one. It is over. It's over for us. It it is somewhat interesting because of the Wisconsin factor. If we're still sitting here waiting on him to uh, announce that he's going to USC, then I I've got no no interest in that at all. Uh, but the Wisconsin thing has added an interesting element to it. Who's Muleshoe starting quarterback next year? Jackson Dart, Keaton Slovis, JT Daniels, or Caleb Williams? Dart. Jackson Dart's his starting quarterback next year. Williams. Hmm. It's between those two. Oh, you pick two out of the four options that I give you? Unbelievable. Well. I think Jackson Dart's going to be his quarterback next year. So you're saying with that that Caleb Williams is not going to the University of Southern California? I already made the prediction earlier that I think he's going to Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, you'd listen to me. Okay. I like that. I. It seems to be that Wisconsin does have some uh, – uh, an end on this, and there's something real to it. We'll see where it ends up. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next. Stay with us.